This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Especially for today's often compromised Christian, this is a message of life or death because it concerns his most dangerous enemy, Satan, whose only goal is to lead him away from God, neutralize his spiritual walk, and make him totally ineffective for God's use. This extraordinary two-day message entitled Weapons of Our Warfare is all about the indisputable fact that while God has a plan to prosper our lives, Satan likewise has a plan to destroy it. To all those who fear him, are unaware of his deadly power, or simply refuse to admit that he even exists, Pastor warns, this will not make him leave you alone. His schemes, devices, tricks, traps, strategies, and deceptions are relentless and must be met head-on spiritually with the only weapons that can defeat him. Prayer, praise, worship, faith, and the name and blood of Jesus. Here's a closer look at this master thief and proven ways to avoid biting his bait by using God's powerful weapons of our warfare. The title of the message is, The Weapons of Our Warfare. How many of you know that we are in a warfare on this earth? Now, I believe, and I, I talked to us about a month ago as well, six weeks ago, we talked about purpose and that God has designed a purpose for every person. And I showed you a verse where it said our days were written in his book before they were ever established or ever, were, were ever there, that God had all of our days in that book. God has a plan. How many of you would agree with me that God has a destiny and a plan for your life? I want what God has. But you know, likewise, the enemy has a plan. And the enemy, his plan is to thwart, to upset, to overthrow and negate the plan of God in your life and in my life. I mean, one of the examples I can give you, which is a clear example that we see in the life of Jesus. Jesus came on a mission. Jesus had a destiny. He had a purpose. He came. He, he even declared his purpose. He told those that were following him that I've come um, that they may have life and have it more abundantly. He came and explained in many, many uh, portions of scripture, we see what his purpose was. But the enemy had a purpose to try to stop him, to get in his way, to thwart and to overthrow the plan of God in his life. Uh, we see that in the desert when Jesus was confronted by the enemy, by the devil. What was the devil trying to do? He was trying to dissuade him, get him off course, try to get him to bow down to him. Thank God that Jesus was wiser and smarter and that Jesus being God knew exactly what he was dealing with and he laid down a pattern for you and for me and for us in overthrowing the works of darkness. So if you're in pursuit of a dream and a vision and a desire and you're, you're in pursuit of your destiny, the enemy is always going to come to try to mess it up, to try to thwart the plan of God. I know in the course of my life over the years that I've pastored this church that whenever God had something big in store for me, there was always a warfare that came before it. 
Now, I don't know, that may not be you, but I always seem to have come up against a warfare that I had to fight and win and break through to the other side before I was able to really walk in the fullness of God's plan. I began to see how the enemy was always trying. The enemy tried to stop me from when I was just a young boy. He knew, he knew that the call of God was on my life. He could just see it in my life. Somehow, he's not omniscient. He doesn't see all like God sees and knows all, but he has understanding because he's very crafty in his dealings and his workings with God's people. We cannot be fooled by the devil. So now there are a couple of classifications of people. There are some people that get really upset when you start talking about the devil. Don't give me this devil talk. I don't believe in a devil. Well, that would be the greatest victory for the enemy to get you to believe that he does not exist. Then you become a perfect tool in his hand to execute and to carry out the plans that he has. But then there's a class of people or a group of people who become afraid when you talk about the enemy. And the only reason why you're afraid is that, I'll tell you what it is, you don't understand the authority and the power and the weapons that you have against the enemy. And then there's that group of people that blames everything on the devil. And I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, you don't have to blame the devil because you're doing a good enough job screwing things up all by yourself. See, so we understand that, that the enemy has a plan and there's a warfare that we are in and we've got to learn how to fight that warfare. So weapons of our warfare. But before we get to the weapons, let's go through some verses. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 and let's read through here. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Who are we supposed to be strong in? The Lord. Not in my strength, but in his strength. Oftentimes, you know, I see people fumbling and having a rough time in life because you're not doing it in the strength of God. You're trying to do it in your own strength. But we're to be strong in the Lord. That's where my strength comes from. He renews my strength. He gives me fresh strength every day as I stay close and connected to him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not my might, but his might. And then it goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against, listen, stand against the wiles of the devil. I like this word wiles. So I, I like to look up words in my Bible dictionary. So I went back and I have a bunch of them and I, I looked up and I found this and I thought this was powerful. This is the definition from the Bible dictionary, one of them, of what wiles means. It means to work by method. How many of you understand the devil has a method Actually, to be honest with you, let's be truthful about it. He doesn't really have any new tricks. His method is the same old method that keeps repeating itself over. The names change, the faces change, the circumstances change, but the method is always the same old tired out method. And we need to become aware of it and begin to use the weapons that God has given us with force and power and faith to destroy the wiles or the methods of the enemy. Can I get a better amen than that? So it also means the following, now listen, the following or pursuing of an orderly and technical procedure in the handling of a subject. That means the devil is organized. He actually has an orderly and technical procedure that he unleashes against God's people to try to thwart their future and break and hinder and stop the plan of God in your life and in my life. It's time for us to become aware and to open our eyes. He says an orderly and technical procedure, or this says, in the handling of a subject. And it's always connected with evil doing, a device 
an art, an artificial method, craft, or while. That's what it means. So we see just from this definition of what the word while means that Paul is giving us in, in the book of Ephesians is that there is a plan. And it is a very craftily worked out plan that the enemy has to try to stop, hinder, harass, and to overthrow the work of God in your life. And it's amazing to me how many people that I have encountered in my life are no longer serving and walking with God and really have become neutralized by the enemy because really that is the greatest desire that he has for your life. It's not to put sickness on you. It's not to get you in an accident. You know, people think of those things. Really what it is, is to put you in neutral, to neutralize you. Here it is, to make you ineffective for God. If he can make you ineffective for God, then the whole body of Christ suffers because every time you win, every time you, you are blessed, every time you increase, the kingdom of God increases and the kingdom of God is blessed and God is glorified. By the word of our testimony, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, we shall overcome. So we understand that the devil has a plan and we are in this spiritual warfare. So don't close your eyes and become numb to it. Don't be afraid, oh, this preacher is just a fanatical. Well, you're, you're right, I am fanatical, but I'm preaching the truth from God's word. So let's continue reading. So he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against. In other words, that's what we're supposed to do. Stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle, now he's telling you, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. He's pointing out to you that there is a very intricately organized system and hierarchy that the devil has that's in this earth, principalities, powers over communities, over places that are with, with angels, demon angels that have assignments to go out and harass God's people. And he says, you're not wrestling with flesh and blood. That's, the, that's where the, the devil would love to get us, just fighting with one another and taking the attention off of him. And that's where, that's where the body of Christ so often is so hurt because we get so wrapped up in each other that we forget that we're not the problem. I've had to tell people that in my years of pastoring because, you know, you get on me for, you, you, you know, you all think everybody loves me. And I, I thought the same thing when I first got in the ministry. Everybody's going to just, oh, they're going to just love me. I mean, I have nothing but love in my heart. All I want to do is help people. Everyone's going to love me. And I soon found out that there wasn't a whole lot of love out there. And you should hear the things people have said to me. And I've had to say to them, you know, I'm not the devil. I, I don't have a plan against you. I'm here to help you. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here. I'm here to help you to be and to grow into all that God has for you. But the enemy has a plan and he wants to hinder and harass and stop you in your track. And I see so many people that have been neutralized by the enemy because they fell for the scheme. They fell for the while and they did not know how or what to do to get out of it. So let's keep reading. So he says, against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And he tells you, therefore. And one preacher said many years ago, and he said, when there's a therefore, find out what it's there for. So he tells you that this is the problem. This is the warfare. It's not with people. 
It's not with your boss. It's not with your mother. It's not with your father. It's, it's not with your neighbors. There's a spiritual force of wickedness that's trying to manipulate your life and trying to thwart the plan of God and trying to harass you. And as long as you get focused on people, you're going to bypass the real problem. As long as you focus on humans, you're going to bypass the real source of the issue in, behind the scenes in your life. And that's what Paul is trying to teach here by saying, you're not wrestling with flesh and blood. You're not wrestling with people. The devil wants you to think you are. The devil wants you to think that the fight is with humans, but the fight is not with humans. The fight is with a absolutely strategically organized system that the devil has in the spirit realm that is trying to control God's people. But thank God that we are wiser than the schemes of the devil. Thank God. Thank God that he may have schemes and he may have tricks and he may have wiles and he may have devices, but get ready. We have weapons of warfare to destroy everything that he would ever try to unleash against us. One of the, one of the great men of God that I encountered some years ago and had the great joy of having him in, in the church was Lester Sumrall. Now, some of you probably don't know because he lived quite, not quite a while ago, but he, he was um, an older man when I met him, and I was only about 33 when I met him. And he preached in the church a couple times, and I went out to his ministry. And one of the times I had him, I said, Brother Summerall, you're, you're an older man. You, you, you've been through something. If you were going to give some wisdom to a younger guy like me, what, what wisdom would you give me? And I'm getting ready because I'm thinking he's going to elaborate on some great issue of ministry and, you know, how to handle things or what, you know, some pearl of wisdom. And he looked at me with his bony little finger and he said, fight the devil, son. But those words were so powerful because I sat back and I, lis I, I listened to those words and I sat back and I thought, here I'm expecting this grandiose dissertation from, you know, this older man to this younger minister, this older minister to the younger minister. And all he does is look at me and say, fight the devil, son. And boy, that is the truth, because every step of the way, the devil will try to get in your way, get in your face and stop you. But we will not be overcome by the tricks and the schemes and the devices of the devil. All right. So, so then he says in verse 13, he says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil. What are we supposed to do? Withstand. And having done all to stand... Verse 14 starts with stand. Can't tell you how many times I felt like quitting, giving up. And I would moan and groan and bellyache and walk around my house and complain. And I remember a couple of times I took the towel and said, I'm just throwing this towel in. Chuck the towel in, God would take the towel and just throw it back at me. I said, I'm quitting, I'm giving up. He said, no, you're not. After you've done all to stand, keep on standing. And I'm telling you guys, we need more of that in the body of Christ, man. Just because you have a little trouble, just because the devil's come to harass you, just because the devil's gotten your way, we need some more people. We need some stick to itness in the body of Christ. We, listen, let me tell you, don't lose your fight. Listen to me, don't lose your fight. Get up and fight your battle and fight until you win and you get to the other side. After you've done all to stand, you say, oh, I'm tired, I'm worn out. Stop belly aching and pick yourself up and fight on, brother, and fight on because you will win if you will stick to it. That's why he tells you, after you've done all to stand, keep on standing. Then it goes through all the pieces of the, of the armor. We're not going to get into all of that today, but um, 
Um, I, want to, I want to move on to a couple of verses. I'm just going to read these out because I want you to have a clear understanding that the devil has schemes. Because again, sometimes people don't want to believe this. Sometimes people will fight you. Sometimes they're afraid. But I want you to see. And then we'll get over to weapons. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 16 through 17, Jesus heals a woman who was bowed over, had a spirit of infirmity. She was bent over like this. And he does it on a Sabbath day. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious ones, got ticked off because he did it on, a, on, a, on, a, on the Sabbath. But listen to what Jesus' response is to them. He says, so ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, listen, whom Satan hath bound. Think of it. For 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath. Whom Satan hath bound. Satan had some sort of bondage, that sickness and disease. That's why I say sickness and disease is not from God. We also know in, in the book of Acts where it says Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. So the devil is the author of sickness and disease. He's the one that comes to make you sick. God doesn't make you sick. God is your healer. Jesus said, I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly, not to give you sickness and disease and to wipe you out. So we see one of his devices is to bind people up with sickness, with disease, whatever it be. So here in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, 31, and he's having discussion here with, with Simon Peter. And he says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has come or Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. So the devil is trying to get into the plan of God here. He, he's trying to mess up Peter's life. Just like he tries in your life and in my life. And, and Jesus said, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And we know that Peter did deny Jesus. He did. So this is another scheme, another pl uh, plot of the enemy trying to sift us like wheat. Trying to get us discouraged. Trying to get us confused. Trying to get us mixed up. Trying to get us off course. The enemy always comes to try to sift like wheat. In 2 Corinthians 2.11, um, <clears throat> Paul again refers to Satan. He says, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So here we see again that the scriptures are pointing out that the enemy has devices, has plans, has schemes that he has set against God's people. In um, 2 Timothy 2.26, Paul again writes and says, and, they came, uh, and that they may come to their senses and escape this, and talking about the unsaved, escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Having been taken captive by him to do his will. So we can see just from these few verses, the enemy has a plan. This goes back to the word while, where it's an orchestrated, organized plot and scheme that he uses against God's people. But we are not unwise. We understand and should understand that the devil is out there lurking and seeking and trying to get into our life. But we, although he may have the devices and he may have the schemes and he may have the plans, we have weapons that we should use against him and can use against him to the destruction of those plans and devices. So, I'm not afraid of the devil. I say, devil, get out of my way. Because you start up with me, 
I'm going to start pulling out my weapons and I'm going to start doing double time with my weapons on you. And, and, and you're going to be so, all right, let's, so let's talk about this. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three and six. And I'll just read this uh, to you and, and, and Grace will put it up on the screen today. Second Corinthians 10, three and six says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So let me just say this. This is really important. I've seen a lot of Christians try to fight spiritual battles by natural means. You get all frustrated and get your flesh in it and get, you know, you cannot fight spiritual battles by natural means. The only way spiritual battles are fought are by spiritual means. And that's why you have to know what your weapons are. You have to be ready, willing, and able to use the weapons that God has given you because you will never fight a spiritual battle and win by natural means. You have to use spiritual weapons against the devil. So he says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, the weapons that God has given us is to destroy the schemes, the tricks, the trickery, the craftiness, the devices of the enemy. God says, you have weapons. They're not of this natural world. They are spiritual weapons and they are for the pulling down of strongholds. That means we ought to rip down every stronghold in our life. doesn't matter what the stronghold is. A stronghold of alcohol, a stronghold of drugs, a stronghold of cigarettes, a stronghold of depression, a stronghold of sexual perversity. Whatever the stronghold is, we have the authority and the weapons to tear it down. To tear it down. A stronghold of sickness, a stronghold of rebellion in your home. We have the authority and the weapons to use it to tear it down. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. First Peter 5, 8 says it this way. He says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, your who? Adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, but he thinks he is. Seeking whom he may devour. And Peter tells us, resist him being steadfast in the faith. So what are we supposed to do with the devil? We're to resist him. All right. So let's get into a couple of our weapons for the next few minutes. And let's talk about it. The weapons of our warfare. So the devil has tricks. He's got schemes. He's got a crafty plan. But we have weapons that can destroy and should destroy him. So the very first weapon that I want to talk about today is the weapon of praise. The weapon of praise. All right, let me read the verse here in uh, Psalm 149, five through nine said, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all the saints. Praise the Lord. In other words, God's saying praise is spiritual warfare. Let me tell you what, when you release praises out of your mouth, the devil is rebuked. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for more than conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors